need a bigger boat. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Life, uh, finds a way. Spielberg chronologically. This is the last episode for now. Un- for now, right? I mean, we've got uh, Indiana Jones and a remake of uh, the Color Purple, and Bullet's going to come out eventually. And we'll be back for those. Think, Don't worry. Things are coming around. There'll be some oh. nice supplemental episodes tacked onto the end. Right. This is what happens when you review all the uh, movies from a guy who's still alive. Um, which is the first time I've done it. Hmm. Anyway, my name's Jeff over there. That's Eric. Hey, how's it going, Jeff? It's going great. Going great. Uh, so this is just our recap. We're going to look back over the last uh, however many weeks, a year and a half project that Eric and I have been doing together, where we've seen all of Spielberg's films and done some bonuses and just kind of have a little chat. Um, and of course, Eric is the organized member of the podcast and he's put together a little agenda. So I'm going to turn it over to you. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So before we get started, I'm just going to ask you just overall, how do you feel having done this? How do you feel having it be done? How do you feel knowing that you've seen every Spielberg movie now and you're, you're, you know, a Spielberg authority? Ooh, authority. <laughs> I, um... I'm excited. I'm really excited for next season um, because I think Shyamalan is my favorite director. But um, having seen every Spielberg, it was never a quest, right? Like Hitchcock was a something I've always wanted to do because I've always been a fan of Psycho and North by Northwest and these movies. I'm like, I need to watch them all. Um, having done this, I just feel good and accomplished and I'm, I'm ready to go through another one. Um, you know, I think my view of Spielberg is heightened as opposed to Hitchcock. When I got done, I'm like, that guy, he might be overrated. I don't know. But he also kind of, uh, what do you call it? Predated a lot of the geniuses we have today. But, um, I think overall, man, I'm I'm just stoked. I'm excited to have completed it uh, with you, and we're going to keep going, and we've got some really fun plans uh, for not just next season, but the following, and I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it, too. I, I, I really enjoy taking on a project and finishing it. <laughs> because right. there are so many projects in my life i can't tell you i've got like six half written books i've got you know like so getting through something and and be able to like put a nail in it and say hey look it's done we done. Th- we did that thing a whole season we watched every spielberg movie and then on on like a, a personal level i've always felt this kind of nagging guilt about not having seen I'm a bit of a completionist right and and so yeah having having a few floating around out there that I had never seen before uh it, it just felt like uh like I was a poser right like I, I feel like I just had to have it complete <laughs> to be able to to speak you know eloquently about it so I I feel really good I feel really good that I've now seen every Spielberg movie and going forward I'm gonna have to make a point of continuing so I can say it's easier to watch one more right 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 yeah um well it's interesting because you said you 
having something finished. That was what Hitchcock was for me. It's like, I want to start something and I want to finish it because I have other podcasts out there that I've started four episodes in and I dumped it. You know, I lost steam or whatever. And I just said, I want to finish it. And ever since then, all of my podcast projects I've finished and which has been like just kind of the Kickstarter for all of that. Um, yeah. And like you said, uh, with being a completionist, like I said, Shyamalan's probably my favorite director, but there are some blind spots, mostly around the shitty films, like right in the middle, that little dip with the uh, airbenders and the after earths. <laughs> that was a pretty, I haven't seen... a pretty big dip, dude. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> was um, like a 15 year dip, <laughs> but I kind of need to see them, right? Like just, and I'm, and that's kind of what I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, as far as like Spielberg goes, it's just, it's just one more now in the, uh, what do you call it? In like a, a trophy case. Right. Of, of directors finished. Right. You get to hang it on the wall. You get a little plaque and it is done. Yeah. Yeah, this is my Spielberg first. Should send us a plaque. This is my first trophy for my trophy case, so I'm pretty excited about it. What's even sad is guys like Jordan Peele who have three movies. I still haven't finished. Nope, yet. <laughs> I need to do that. Um, All right. So, real quick, do you have your list open in front of you? I do. Yes, yeah, I do. So we have we've both taken these films and we've ranked them top top to bottom, favorite to least favorite. But real quick. Scan through that list, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Best male performance. Just right Ooh. off the top of your head. Best male performance. Who pops Gold into Bloom? Goldblum? Yep. I mean, I just, uh, it's iconic to me. And they're among a, a litany of really great ones. But Goldblum to me is just iconic, you know? And then, like, if I did a second, maybe like Connery. But I, I, it's hard for me, like, when we get to my top ten, you're going to notice a difference in, like, how I rank things. But, yeah. Hold Just short, instant knee-jerk reaction is Jeff Goldblum. Gotcha. I did the same exercise before getting on the podcast here, and the first one that popped into my head was Henry Thomas. I, I Okay, E.T. I choose, yeah. I choose Henry Thomas, and it's, like, kind of stunning because this kid was ten years old, and I'm choosing him over Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise and, like, these super accomplished actors. But it, uh, uh, Quentin Jaws is another one that pops to mind, like, like that. But, like, just gut gut reaction, Henry Thomas is my guy. Yeah, like the, it's the knee-jerk. I always... There's always a special place for the knee jerk, right? Like if 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 you say, Jeff, what's your favorite movie? I go psycho. And then I'm like, but there's also comedies. I really like comedy. So, I mean, I, you know, airplane and, you know, but that knee jerk is what's important. Right. And that's and why so, I did it like yeah. this. I didn't tell you that I was going to ask you this yeah. question because I wanted I just wanted your like off the cuff reaction. <laughs> oh, uh, right. OK, so uh, scan again. And this time we're going to go for best female performance. Whew, let me I might need a second. Julianne Moore, Julianne Moore. Never. <laughs> um, I think Whoopi. Mm, I yes. think Whoopi. That is a hell of an answer. That is a hell yeah. of an answer. And and when I was scanning, I didn't 
I just scanned right past the color purple and I didn't really think about it because like Whoopi or Oprah might have actually been my pick. But I did the same thing. I only gave myself a couple seconds to, to choose yeah. and I landed on Dakota Fanning in uh, War of the Worlds. Um, yeah, she's really good. Yeah. No question about it. It's the kids, man. It's the kid performances. Like, I think throughout the action science fiction films in particular, the kid performances are really what I lock in on and what I like empathize and connect with. Right. And when those kids feel big emotions, I feel big emotions. And that's, that's why I, I just, I just zero in on, on the kids in the movies, I guess, because I, in my heart of 50 year old hearts, uh, feel like i'm still a kid right yeah. <laughs> like that's immediately where my empathy goes is to the children in the films and so yeah uh dakota fanning i just think you know that scene where she's yelling at robbie who's gonna take care of me robbie you know like that whole thing it's so good it's so good and and uh and, and the theme throughout the season was steven spielberg's skill with children actors or even if it's just the ability to pick these kids that just come off as so natural yeah, you know, like in in everyone else, you're like, not to harp on the poor guy, but you go back to the first Star Wars, the Phantom Menace, and you have to watch Jake Lloyd deliver a very, you know, painful wooden performance, Pain. and and then you go to these movies and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> Tim and Lex, right? Like, it's yeah, uh, oh yeah, like. Like if we were saying pick your favorite child, okay, you might notice a theme here, and it might be tipping my hand a little bit as to uh, what is to come. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, that poor Jake Lloyd man. That kid did not. I feel bad. Did for not him. deserve he wasn't prepared. I mean, well, I mean, it wasn't just that, but like everybody in that movie was wooden as hell. Like they made Liam Neeson suck. They made you the, the only suck. guy is Palpatine, man. The only guy who just was able to do anything at all was Palpatine in those films. Yeah, yeah, it's painful to watch. Yeah. Anyhow, George Lucas chronologically never coming to a podcast <laughs> feed near you. <laughs> Maybe Star Wars. I would do Star Wars chronologically. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. There's just so many of them. Yeah. We've got we've got a, a, a four year season that you've got planned that. Let's talk about George Lucas in five years. Right, right. Okay, so uh, I think I'm, I'm going to try to like save our top five and bottom five in our rundown toward you know for a little later in the show. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, do you want to split bottoms and like want to go ahead and just start our bottom five and then and do our do top talk and do our top five at the end? That sounds great. Yeah, let's like, and then we're gonna do the body of our rankings, right? Yes, yeah, but break this shit for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think uh, let's start with our bottom five, and let's go from like fifth worst to th- no, no. Or you want to count down? Count down, count down to the worst, uh, right? And okay, and we can take turns on this. But I do want to just give us each a chance to kind of run through our full rankings too, maybe after our top five. Of course, yeah, yeah. So, um. Starting at so on my list, it would be number thirty-two, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so number thirty-two would be uh, artificial intelligence for me. Wow. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and watching it again did not help. And watching it through the lens of someone who's seen all of his work did not help. Wow. 
I'm surprised that you didn't find a little more of value in there. Like even with like it ain't dead last. The effects the effects might have pulled it up a little bit. I, I want to say something. Jude Law might have pulled going. it up a little bit. Here's a spoiler. These bottom five films, none of them were the first three made for TV films. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. My number five, uh, fifth from the bottom, uh, is the BFG. Okay. Which that's that's my thirty-three. It is my number two worst or number four worst is the BFG. Okay. Yeah. Like insufferable, just boring. Like I I don't even know. I I don't even know if I can say that I hate it because it doesn't inspire that level of emotion. Like the right. main thing it inspired in me was just boredom, you know. Yeah, where's like, my phone? Right, where? Like it didn't even like. You know how you watch something like arguably what will be our worst movie joined, which I think you might know which one I'm talking about. We at least came to the table and said we had a conversation about that piece of shit, right? Right. This doesn't even allow for that. It was. It's like. It's like having a debate over wallpaper. I, I just, yeah, it's awful. It it could arguably be lower for me. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, there are there were a few films where it was just difficult to find something to talk about, right? And, and yeah. that was for sure one that I just struggled to put together any sort of Oh, topics. you're going to hate me. I'm looking through the rest of these, and you're going to hate me at some <laughs> point. Not this bottom five necessarily, but... <laughs> All right. Some of these rankings are going to piss you off. So that's your fourth from the bottom. I'll go ahead and give mine. Mine is Savage. Mine, mine is the, the TV, okay. TV movie Savage, which honestly, for a 1974 TV movie, not that bad. Like, like I didn't yeah. I didn't hate it, you know? Um, watching it was relatively painless. It was interesting. It kind of was, it was, you know, supposed to be a pilot for a TV show that never got picked up. Um, and in that context, I was kind of like, yeah, I'd, I'd watch this show, you know, like if it was on, on like Sunday and they were running a marathon, I'd just let it roll in the background. Like this is like, yeah, okay, but this is fine. But the bottom line is that it's a 1970s TV show and we're talking about the filmography of like one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. It just is not going to rank that high, you know, yeah. like, yeah. So I would agree. It is ranked the worst among the initial three. Yeah. Which actually should pretty much tell you the rankings completely of those three films. Uh, for me, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is my number three worst film. <laughs> I And so much of it is the pedigree of Indiana Jones and the depth to which they buried the franchise <laughs> and the goofiness and the way it made me feel like when Luke is putting all his stupid bullshit in there. This could have been so good, and they fucked it. So, I think that is emotional response, but it's my my top and bottoms. You could fucking deal with it. I hated that movie. I I will reveal that it is my sixth from the bottom. So I'm okay. I'm, it's not too far. It's off. It's not too far off. And 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 unlike you, I'm a big Indiana Jones guy. Like I. I really love the franchise. I love Harrison Ford in it. I like like all the mythology of the whole thing and the recurring characters and like I really really enjoy it. And boy, that one's a big turd sandwich, man. So I'm yeah, I am right there with you. How do you feel about the upcoming one? Do you have hope? 
Do you have no I hope? saw some early... Uh, I have no interest. Like, And the only reason I would watch it is because we're going to review it. Oh, we're going to watch it. <laughs> and if it weren't for this podcast, I would probably never see it. If I weren't having a baby in two weeks, I'd fly down to Florida and we could just watch it together. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. That would actually excite me. That, that would be fun. Okay, so my uh, my uh, you, that was your third from the bottom, right? That was number three worst. Okay, so my number three worst is something evil, um, and mm. what really? I'm I'm angry. <laughs> really? I'm angry. It's not very good. It's way better than Savage. Uh, I'll I'll get to it. I I uh, I just feel like as a film, it doesn't really hold together very well. You know, like I did enjoy it because I saw like some precursors to Poltergeist in there. Yeah. You know, and I liked it on that level. Um, but man, like some of that stuff, like the car crash scene is just like when those people's car just like explodes. Oh, it's uh, good. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's funny, but it's not it, good. Like, listen, obviously that's not in my bottom five. It hit me in the so bad it's goods. And there is something I, even with Savage to be said about my almost nostalgia now at this point for those early three works like getting to see this stuff that where doing Spielberg movies wasn't habit yet it was still kind of in, like interesting and fun not that I ever stopped being but it was like new and special yeah and uh so something evil actually holds a, a slightly special place in my heart now um no okay so uh Second, I almost want you go ahead and do your second because I'm going to reveal my second and first at the same time. Because oh, okay, my my second to last is always um, okay, which is just a big boring piece of shit. Like I, I really hate it. I really hate the attempts at comedy in it. It's got that weird scene where uh, what's her name just like Holly Hunter just explodes in the kitchen and like throws shit all over the walls when she's trying to make yeah. pancakes, and uh, it's it's the. The comedy is just so over the top and horrible. There's the one where uh, where Goodman's John Goodman's trying to light the cigar and it's got like grease on it or something. And he gets grease on his face and like yeah. it's supposed to be funny and it's just painful. Uh, it made me hate Richard Dreyfus as a performer. And, and I remember like, it, it, that like we went from you loving him in Jaws to being like fuck this yeah guy. it like <laughs> leaked into my perception of the other films right because yeah. it made me dislike Richard Dreyfus like so strongly so yeah uh always is my number two so that is my number six worst okay uh so just to give you a little review so you could probably guess the final two but you may not know the order I'm gonna say I'm going to guess Empire of the Sun and then 1941. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> Empire of the Sun is my second worst. I I thought about it just, but the only reason I could put it dead last is for the memes. And that wasn't fair um, because it at least was competently made, but it is boring as hell. And that is the worst adjective you can apply to a piece of entertainment because at the very basic level entertainment is meant to entertain and if it can't do that then it's the worst it's worse than something evil because something evil at least entertained me and um it it's real bad it's not as bad as 1941 because 1941 is racist and sexist and and i believe the quote i said was it does everything a movie can do to be bad it accomplished it it's one of the worst films i've ever seen 
it is so unthinkably bad. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny because since since we did that podcast, that was almost like a year ago or whatever. Yeah. I kind of forgot about how it was racist and sexist. Like I was, <laughs> I just hate it because it's so not funny. But you're right. right. And on top of that, if you take that stuff out, it still sucks. It's st- right. It still if you sucks. cut out this, yeah, 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 and it's it's I think beyond. Uh, you know, people say, oh, well, it was a film of its time, you know, and, and that's why it includes, you know, the, the racial humor and the sexist humor. And I think it's kind of a little bit beyond that, you know, like it is yeah. really tasteless and, and uh So shitty. the trick is to be funny, right? Like, I mean, if if they had the moments where you they put a joke out there that's inappropriate, but you're like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but that's good. Then it gets some points, right? Right. <laughs> like for being that's clever, right? You know, like I get it. Um, but it doesn't even do that, right? It just makes bad jokes that are racist. Right, right. Fuck that movie. Yeah, yeah. Double motherfuck that movie. And and, and <laughs> honestly, if anybody uh, listening wants to hit me up on Twitter, uh, hit hit my DMs and give me your address. I will ship it to you anywhere in the world. <laughs> I own the Blu-ray. I will ship it to you at my expense just to get it the fuck out of my house. <laughs> you can, that you can is just, a review. You can just put that it. on the box. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't let's go ahead and do our top five. Let's do like okay. five, four, three, two, one, and then we'll kind of talk through the rest of our our rankings. But uh, yeah, which I almost rather just go ahead and just run them down. You want it? Okay. How about this? Why don't we go from like from the bottom to the top, right? And when we get to number five, mm-hmm. stop. Stop. And okay, so go to six. Yeah, yeah. And you do yours, and then I'll do mine, and then we'll go from there. You you want to take turns? Nah, we, we don't need to take turns. I think that'll that'll take forever. Okay, here's my thing. You got to give it a two word review. Okay. Remember how you said shit potato and I've said ball salad several times. Yes. Two word review. Okay. I, I want an adjective and a noun. Uh. Okay. Thirty one. Always. I believe you called that a shit potato. <laughs> Savage. Not bad. Adventures of Tintin. Very boring. Something evil kind of good lost world fuck julianne <laughs> ready player one you fucked up that's too many words <laughs> fuck off i hate that movie uh close encounters dirt kitchen amistad i got no words for that i refuse to <laughs> i mean um uh, lost potential Terminal, Krakosia, Duel, excellent, Hidden Gym, Hidden Gym, if you can even call it that, Raiders of the Lost Ark, overrated, that's one word, but who cares, Minority Report, overrated, Uh, what's a, what's a, what's a, you're the writer here, what's a phrase for something where it's soured on you, like I used to Mm. love it, and it's now kind of like, I'm not so sure I like this anymore, spoiled milk? Yeah, spoiled milk. Oh, you're good. He's good, folks. Uh, Munich, um, action packed. So now, so we're getting from here on out. It's like all bangers, right? Like when Munich is down here at 19. When I was putting this together, I'm like, damn, these are good movies. These should be higher. And then I look about what's above it. I'm like, 
It can't be higher. It gets really hard really fast. I will say that. Like, I split mine into, uh, like, definitely, like, kind of negative. But even those, there are some things about them that I like. And then, like, middle of the road. And then bangers, right? And the bangers section is almost as big as the other two sections put together, so right? Like when I'm when I did, so what I do is I rank them one star, two, three, four, five, and then I rank those individual categories. And I did that with Hitchcock, and I had a few one stars on Hitchcock, and then a little more two, and then the most right in the middle, the three stars, and then four, and then a few fives. And this it was like the opposite. It's like he doesn't have a lot of stuff that's kind of middling. Like, I had an opinion about most of his films uh, beyond being, ah, it was fine, you know? Yeah. Which I found interesting because he is a much better director. Like, his his hit rate is a lot higher than Hitch's to me. Uh, 18. Ah, oh, I almost feel like I should lower this, but I'm going to stick with it. Uh, West Side Story. I'm done with this two-word thing. It was a dumb idea. Um, Sugarland Express. <laughs> I will also call that. I'm so happy you numbers. abandoned it because I didn't want. It. I was like, this yeah, is gonna be so it was a bad difficult. idea. <laughs> it was, I apologize. Uh, Seventeen Sugarland Express. That's a hidden gem. If you haven't watched it, I really love it, and it shows how good he is, how early in his career that movie kicks ass. Um, Temple of Doom. Sixteen surprised me. I, I really was surprised because I thought I hated that movie. It's like the opposite of Minority Report, where I was like, I don't like this. Oh, I like this. Uh, 14, tempted to put it higher, but honestly got in the way. Hook. I love Hook. Give me that shit. Uh, 13 was The Post. 12, War of the Worlds. That's a surprising one to be that high. Like, just if I look at a, a, you know all of them and then I finally look at them, eh, maybe that wouldn't, but no, it's good. And then this one might chap your butt a little. Eleven Schindler's List. Uh, mm. I really like it, but that also tells you how good his catalog. Right. Is. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're already to the point where it's like, oh shit. Like, how do I rank these? You know? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like, and it's, it it didn't crack the top ten. And I'm looking at these movies. I'm like, what do I pull out? Nothing. Wow, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm like looking at my list and seeing some that are gonna be in your top ten that are kind of surprising. But yeah, keep on, keep on. Okay, uh, catch me if you can. Number ten, uh, number nine is Saving Private Ryan. I'm not a big fan of war movies, but it's probably the greatest war movie ever made. Uh, even though there's another war movie ranked higher, but it's not really a war movie. Uh, number eight is Lincoln. Um, just excellent. All that courtroom stuff's awesome. Seven is Last Crusade, the best Indiana Jones film, maybe one of the best action-adventure movies of all time. And number six, The Dark Horse. It's a war movie. It's a horse movie. Hey, God damn, if it's not amazing, <laughs> like, why is it so good? Number six, War Horse. It is so good. You go... You're right. So I, I actually don't have mine numbered. I, I did the, the category thing. Okay, so starting from the bottom, okay, these are these are like my mostly mostly negative, but even with these, there's stuff that I still kind of like about them, right? So once we get past the BFG, I'm already into this has some redeeming value, right? right. Okay. Uh, so Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Duel, um, 
which <sighs> I, I know, I know, but I mean, like, <sighs> I'm all, like, it's already tough. Yeah. It's already tough, yeah. right? And what else am I going to put dual above? Like, we're, like we're already t- like my next one is close in ten. <laughs> my next one is close <laughs> encounters of the third kind, which we're already talking about. Quote timeless classics, right? Like, right? It's, it's ridiculous. Like this is a ridiculous filmography to try to rank. Okay, Duel is so good. It, it is really good. I just put it there because it was early and small yeah. and a little choppy. You know, like. It is what it is. Okay, so... It has a place in my heart, though. Duel, then Close Encounters, which coming into this, I really expected to be a lot higher. And, and, and I kind of thought after watching The Fablemans, like I kind of like I reconsidered it, like I talked about on that episode. Um, and I was like, do I do I want to put this higher? And I was like, nah, fuck that movie. I, no. Uh, then Hook, right? Uh, then Empire of the Sun. So it is not... Oh! He's <laughs> How dare you, sir? I didn't even think How about it. How dare you? I didn't even think about it. what a what a gut. That was like a personal you're sitting here telling me you didn't think about that. You personally put what a gut punch hook that was below one of my least favorite films. <laughs> I can see. My I can see how how that would <laughs> feel. Season like, three is canceled. Like an attack on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I did. Of course, I liked it better. You know, like. Uh, oh yeah. Then Amistad, <sighs> and then the Sugarland Express, right? Um, which I, I'm already like, you know, like the Sugarland Express is a good movie. You know. Um, yeah, I obviously really like it. Okay, so then I'm up into my middle of the road ones. Um, AI, artificial intelligence is at the at the bottom of that one um the terminal west side story um which i was i would say the terminal is the perfect neutral of his films it is right like it's kind of like uh, uh, that was there's some good there super watchable I don't know if you know yeah it's like what do you call that the watermark of what is good and what is excellent you know or, I th- or bad i think you're right yeah, I think you're right. Um, and, and so I think West Side Story kind of falls a little above that in that I, I'm probably going to like West Side. I'm probably going to watch West Side Story again sometime. And I have a feeling that the more I watch it, the more I'm going to appreciate it. Like it might eventually climb up this list. But as right. for right now, it's right there in the middle of the road. Uh, then Adventures of Tintin, which, you know, I enjoyed. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Temple of Doom is next. Then Ready Player One. And then the Lost World, right? And so that's 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 my middle of the road category. And like, there's already like there are some really good movies on there. I think, right? You know, uh, it it pains me every time you named like some of the things that broke me uh, above or you know above Hook, wow. like Ready Player One. Sorry, man. Lost World. Yeah, Lost World. Oh. Lost World. And then where did I put Lost World? We're up into bangers Pretty now. Low, yeah. So like the banger category. Okay. Uh, Catch Me If You Can, The Post, Lincoln, War of the Worlds. And, like, these are the ones where it got so ridiculously, like, difficult to rank them. Because, like, War of the Worlds could be, I mean, it could be number six, and I wouldn't argue with it, right? But instead, I've got it down here at, like, 12 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Minority Report, Bridge of Spies. What did I what? Did I put my oh, no report? War of the Worlds at twelve is where mine is. So yeah, I don't I don't have them numbered, so I'm not specific. Well, sure where did you put Bridge of Spies? Bridge of Spies is oh, you don't have it numbered. It's above uh, yeah, it's above Minority Report, yeah. uh, and then War Horse. Um, yep, 
Raider, Raiders of the Lost Ark, followed by Last Crusade. So, like, Last Crusade is a little bit above Raiders of the Lost Ark, which shocked me, but it is. Uh, then Jurassic Park. Then Munich. And then number, at number six, what? The Color Purple. Wow, Color Purple's at number six. Now, I'm really curious because I didn't pay as much attention, so I'm not sure. I mean, I see a couple movies that are clearly in your top five. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and like I said, like a lot of that list could easily slide up into that top five. And- Any of these are movable, <laughs> right? The only thing that's not movable is 1941 at the bottom and then Empire of the Sun to me. Yeah. Like, so- when we get to my top five... Or I'll say top three. Those top three movies, you can put them anywhere. Like on a different day of the week, they could be in any other place. Like two, one, three, whatever. Yeah. So you you but, talked yeah. about your star system. The way I did this was started with the first movie, right? Uh, something evil. Boom. Put it on the list. We watched the next movie, Savage. And I'm like, do I like this better or worse than Something Evil? Boom. Put it on the list. Next movie, Duel. Okay, where does this fall among these three? Boom. Duel was first, by the way. Put it on the list, right? And that's how I kept doing it. So I kept kind of like yeah. just inserting them into the list, at like where I saw them uh, appropriate to the films we had watched already, which was yeah. a weird way to do it because then like stuff came in later on and I was like, shit, am I really going to put this up as high? You know, like it, it, it was a strange way to do it but it just seemed the easiest way to me rather than trying to just start from zero and rank them all like so i did it like as we went um so yeah okay no no more ado what's your number five the color purple uh again this is another one i feel like i should swap them but i can't i've done it you know this is my official list i'm gonna say the color purple it's fucking amazing (laughs) like what do you do what do you say it is it is like it's great uh, uh, a movie of my life like and I mean that in that like that's a movie that I have loved since it came out I've watched it so many times that I have it memorized like yeah. it is it is like a pillar of film in my life and I had a number six <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's, it's a great movie i, I i'm really yeah. really glad that you uh connected with it that much to put it that high it was really really good what's your number five all right here comes the shocker Hook. the the fablemans i put the fablemans at number five i'm not that shocked i i really well partly i heard you count it down but and I was like, it just caught my eye. I was like, oh, yeah. The way you talked about it, this does not surprise me. I, it, it, It's crazy. It's crazy. But I considered putting it at number one. When I was watching it, I was like, this is number one with a bullet, man. Like, I, like, I just love it. And then I came into the list and I was like, oh, but uh, I, can't, <laughs> yeah, right? I can't really put it at number one. But... Like I I loved it enough to put it in that top five. Like I really yeah. thought it was extraordinary. On the same vein, the sort of the sneaker, the 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 one that espionaged its way into my top five is Bridge of Spies. I fucking love Bridge of Spies, man. It's so good. It's so good. I'm not surprised to hear it up there. Like a, a little bit because it's not like what we would consider a quote classic, right? Right. Like this but, these top three are all like like you said pillars 
but Bridge of Spies is that one that was like it knocked me on my ass. It took me for surprise. I was riveted from the start of the film to the end. Loved everything about Bridge of Spies. It, it and it was in this trilogy of Lincoln, Warhorse, Bridge of Spies that was just kind of right at the tail end of our series. That I was just like, oh my God, the man can do no wrong. And then we watched the BFG. But <laughs> really awesome. I love Bridge of Spies. Uh, and if I were to recommend something that you probably haven't seen, it's Bridge of Spies. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. It's a fantastic movie. All right, so my my number three is a shocker to me because like you, you know, you say psycho is your number one movie of all time, right? This is, this is my number one movie of all time. And I didn't put it at number one. Uh, and it's jaws. Um, which is funny because when I ranked my, uh, Hitchcock one psycho came in third because I took into account the guests I had on the other shows and how much they enjoyed the other films I showed them. Like, uh, north by northwest and uh dial in for murder and they're like these are so good and i'm like yeah yeah i mean <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy because like I'll, if you ask me my favorite movie i'll probably still say jaws right like yeah. it, like but i just couldn't put it above these other two films in this ranking in this context you know like i i it's it's wild. Like if you put them all in front of me and said, which one are you going to watch right now? I'd probably just pick Joss. But, <laughs> but yeah, I can't say that it's better than these. Other Mine two would films. be my number one, though. Yeah. Like if you put all my all of his movies in front of me, I'm like, I'm watching that again. Um, speaking of my number three, Jaws. Yeah. I'd never actually seen it all the way through and experiencing the story for the first time in his completion as an adult. Wonderful. Like. <laughs> Really, really wonderful. And I could argue that movies like The Color Purple and um, Schindler's List should be higher because all this is is a mindless shark adventure. But it's so good. <laughs> like So uh, it's number three for me. I think it's just so great. And I, I'll, I'll suggest to you, if you ever get the chance, if they're ever showing it at a local theater under any circumstances, go. I went to see it at the Ohio Theater, which is a, a theater in downtown Columbus, and it sold out the Ohio Theater, which is one of these big old school theaters with like a balcony and like just oh, giant. Oh, nice. We have one of those. Enormous crowd uh, watched Jaws all together, and it was oh, man. amazing. I never watch Psycho in the theater again. So good. You know when you go to the movies and they have those... Um, Whatchamacallum events, Fathom events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a Fathom event with Psycho. I'd be there. Like the Vince Vaughn one, right? (laughs) I'm not even going to respond. That's the stupidest thing you've said. And you said that Empire of the Sun is better than the hook. You just outdid yourself. Anyway, uh, what are we at? Number two? Number two. Your turn. Uh, Schindler's List. I have to go with Schindler's List. Um I I can't get over what a great movie that is. Like, it is so good. And even aside from all of, like, the depth and meaning and historic value and so on and so forth, just on, like, a film, like, am I entertained by this movie? 
God damn, that's a good movie. Like, it is so yeah. good. It is so suspenseful. Ben Kingsley is just like the king in that movie. Um, like, uh, it's amazing. And there's so much to yeah, talk about and pull out of it. And Ray Fiennes, that whole thing. I mean, listen to the episode if you haven't already. But, like, there, yeah, there's, exactly. there's a lot <laughs> going on in that movie. And it's, it's, um, it's just amazing. Just amazing. And I'm glad that when we watched it for the show, I hadn't seen it for a while because – it was able to be fresh for me again and uh it just you know i think i only seen it the chair you know i think it only seen it once in completion before we watched it again just because it is an undertaking it's like all right i'm gonna watch schindler's list here we go like (laughs) um but for me my number two is et um i didn't like this movie as a kid mostly because there's some like startling and scary things we talked about it on the episode like the the dead et body in the ditch even though he's not dead but close enough and then like when the raid on the house happens and the bubbles suit and the the way they isolate that area terrified me as a kid so i never really watched it that much watching it as an adult it's a masterpiece it's riveting and only outdone by one other film. And I know, I, I now know from process of elimination what your number one is. I know your number one film is yeah, E.T. Yeah, my number one film <laughs> is E.T. Yeah, and, and uh, unlike you, I, I really did enjoy it as a kid that it, it did scare the hell out of me. I was 10 years old when it came out, so the same age as, as Elliot in the movie. And uh, it scared me and entranced me. It made me cry. And it's funny because watching it all these years later same same reaction it's like i talked about it just empathize with the kids so much but i i also really appreciate it for like its suspense and the action beats like the chase scene at the end like when i think about et the first image that pops to mind is them driving off in that truck and those dudes being dragged in that tube oh, behind. It's really <laughs> so good. good um so i love the friends man when they're running with this we're backing our boy up no matter what what's the play love 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 it yeah love it so when much. you say spielberg the first thing that pops into my mind is 80s and then it's, the first film is et right and it's amblin entertainment's logo right it's like he even knows he's like damn i fucking nailed it with that shit <laughs> yeah it's it's fantastic just so so great and uh yeah I well i spoiled your number one you can spoil it's mine. jurassic park it's fucking jurassic park my god i Listen, I get, and I get when I'm sitting here looking at this, I'm like, is it really, I mean, it's a dinosaur movie. I I can't move it any lower because of what it means to me when I watch it, when it comes on, like you said, I'm riveted all the way through. There is no starting and then stopping watching Jurassic Park to me. That's why Jeff Goldblum popped into my mind right away because it's my favorite performance probably in all of Spielberg. It made him a household name. And it's amazing characters. It's things that disaster movies don't get right anymore. You know, like it's all about the disaster, not about the characters. We might have even talked about Godzilla, the newer one, where it's like the characters just don't mean anything. They're there to be eaten. But in this, like Grant, you know, um, Sadler, Hammond, Lex and fucking the kid tim and all the characters is like you care about them and even like the guy they hired just like dennis nedry you kind of you feel about him maybe you don't like him 
but you feel some way about him. And then Samuel Jackson smoking the cigarette while it's dangling. The movie's perfect. I don't. It's perfect. I I can't argue with you at all. Like, I think it's a great choice for number one. And, And like, it's one of the movies that killed me to keep it out of my top five. Just like the color purple. Right. Like that's that's. I mean, there there are others that should like. War Horse is a top five movie. Bridge of Spies is a top five movie for me. War of the Worlds. Like, there are, like, certain ones. Remember when I watched Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. I was like, this might be number one. This might be number one. And it's ten. Right. Right? You know? <laughs> like So that's the, the testament to the body of work that I think at the end of this, I have to say he's probably the greatest director of all time. I mean... I haven't watched all of Scorsese. I refuse to watch Kubrick, uh, with the exception of a handful of films. I I just, this guy makes such good movies, and he makes, and he does it without ever trying to make you depressed with the exception of AI. (laughs) Um, Like, and there's something about that, because so many of the auteur, the guy, like the people who love film, Kubrick, Oh, I love Kubrick and I love what's his name, um, Tarantino. And they have to use all these tricks, right? Violence and and just salaciousness and darkness to kind of bring you around. And, and people are like, oh, I like that. It was gritty and dark. And this guy is like a director of light. And I don't mean literal light, but everything he does is meant to make you love and to feel and we'll excuse the bottom five, you know, but his good stuff, that upper 20 films are all there to, they have a, a bit of goodness in them and hope at the end of the day. And that's something I appreciate about him and something I dislike about other directors that want to show you a world without hope. Um, yeah, I love him. That, that, uh, I was excellent. Excellent soliloquy. I absolutely agree. <laughs> so, okay, another random question that I didn't prep you for. Hitchcock or Spielberg, whichever one you choose gets to stay on Earth, the other's films are destroyed forever. So here's the thing, though. Spielberg credits Hitchcock for a lot of, you know, his inspiration. He grew up watching the movies, right? You know, so... but. I mean, if we're just talking about bodies of work. Like right now, we have a stack of Hitchcock DVDs and a stash of, uh, stack of Spielberg DVDs, and they're the last copies on Earth. We have to set fire to one pile. Which pile are we burning? Sophie's Choice, Jeff. So it is. It really is because it's either 20 amazing films or my favorite movie of all time. I have to burn Hitch, but that's just because the there's so much good stuff. Like, you can just live on Spielberg because so much of it is excellent. That just by pure body of work, yeah, it breaks my heart to say, but I have to keep Spielberg. All right, <laughs> like, all right, all right. So now we've got this pile of Spielberg Blu-rays, right? Yeah. We have to burn all of them except for one. What movie do you save? Not just for you, but for like posterity, for the world, for humanity. For humanity. What movie do you save as as the record? 
something even no uh <laughs> the color purple i think the color purple that's an unexpected and interesting and fabulous choice what would you have expected i don't know i don't know i can't say jurassic park because at the end of the day jurassic park is fluff right yeah i mean i didn't learn any life lessons <laughs> whereas like things like et and jaws have something to say about you know <clears throat> something but the color purple is a movie that has a lot of meat on the bone. It's also the longest of them <laughs> outside of Schindler's List. So uh, my guess for you would be Schindler's List, right? It would be uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it, it'd be Schindler. Yeah, I mean, but the color purple. There's a strong argument to be made for that, you know, and and ET as well. There's a strong argument to be made for ET, like just just the the cultural impact of that film. Um, is undeniable you know yeah um I, I as crazy as it is to say i think i would say vt i think no that's i think i would yeah I, and and it it's a mournful question to ask because you immediately like even though it's like a total hypothetical nonsense question right you know, it's your so heart stupid. your heart is immediately like oh listen but- in my brain i'm watching the last copy of psycho go up in flames i'm like no (laughs) like this movie that has shaped me as a child scared the shit out of me and you know made me like movies is gone you know and it's really not i could go watch it right now it's streaming on netflix as of this recording you know i own several copies i own a physical i own it in digital yeah love that shit Okay, uh, but that's that's kind of all I had prepared. I, I did have the little thing about like ranking the genres that he's good at, but I think that you know, like in my mind, uh, so the the four genres that I listed were war, history, period pieces. That's one, right? Science fiction is another, horror is another, and then fairy tales is another, right? And if you if you rank those, political would be one political wartime yeah it's the remaining ones just to remind you are science fiction horror and fairy tales i'm good no i just rank one yeah there's one that just stands head and shoulders above the rest to me and that's the the bridge of spies war horse uh schindler's list you know that political wartime intrigue he is the master yes the post you know like a movie about a newspaper absolutely i absolutely agree i think that is 100 percent his wheelhouse it is funny because people think of spielberg and they think of science fiction and and i think that while many of his science fiction films et jurassic park you know are great i think if you're looking at the body i think like he is just a master of that war history stuff, yeah. you know, like that is really his, his lane. And, uh, yeah. So I had the same thing. And then like science fiction I had next, uh, and fairy tales at the bottom horror. Like he's never made an outright horror done? movie, right? Like, like there's elements, something evil is as close as it right. gets. Right. There's elements of horror in lots of his stuff. Even in ET, and there's then, elements of horror, Jurassic park. There's elements of horror, but I like, mean, you'd have to assume, really, that it's Poltergeist is what you're going off of. Yeah, and you're you're making a lot of assumptions about how much of a hand he had in that. Right, but. right. I, I would be interested in seeing, and I doubt at this 
point in his life when he's 76 years old or whatever he is that he's going to go all in on a horror film like that that seems like something he would have done you know in his 30s if if he was going to do it so i don't i don't see him ever doing like a hard r horror film but man i bet you it'd be good I bet you make yeah. a kick-ass horror movie. I think it'd have a lot of heart, too. I yeah. mean, that that's the thing about horror movies that I don't say is missing anymore because horror's gotten so good as of late, but, like, It Chapter 1 has a lot of heart, right? And the characters you care about, and it's telling more than just a, a slasher-style story. So yeah. I think he would... I think he could make something very special. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So, yeah, to wrap it up, I, I, I agree with you 100%. This guy could be the greatest director of all time. It's an amazing body of work. It's uplifting. It's uh, I, I didn't feel, even when watching the bad movies, that I was wasting my time with this project. You know, like... With the project as a with, whole. But 1941 and Empire of the Sun were a waste of time. <laughs> But they, they were up. they were necessary to complete the project, though. You know, yes. and and I, I really he has I feel like taking this far, on is way very worthwhile. You know, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's it's a unlike Hitchcock, there's a lot more good. Like the the consistency of good is so good. Where Hitchcock, I was wading through the trenches a lot of times, like, good God, another one. And then eventually you'd get something like Notorious pop up. You'd be like, oh, this is really good. Why doesn't he just do this? Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I guess we just lead into next season. What's going to happen from here? We're going to take the month of July off in your eyes because Eric and I are going to be recording because, as said, baby coming. And we want to have a nice little chunk of some stuff to come out while he's busy doing dad things um and uh but so the first wednesday in august which i don't have the date in front of me but i could easily press a couple buttons and tell you this the second of august we will be back with m night Shyamalan's first movie which you can watch on youtube it's called praying with anger it's like uh his duel uh he only has like one of these sort of non-hollywood films and and it's a, like a, a homemade one praying with anger uh, huh? is it like a full prank. is it a full-length film yeah full-length film it's like a student project or something i don't know uh it takes place in his home country i think and uh it's filled with you know people of his uh, his ethnicity isn't he from and philadelphia I've, like is he an immigrant? I don't even know, dude. Like I got, I'll have to do. Some I don't reading. that I don't know, but I know his lineage yeah. isn't. You know, yeah, yeah. like he. When I I started watching like the first ten minutes just to kind of get a vibe, and make sure we it is something we wanted to cover, and it is. Um, I it, I think it takes place in India or someplace uh, in that area. Um, so I he definitely has a heart for and a connection with that area. Um, but I don't. We're getting, we're getting, getting into, into the season, the new season yeah, already. Yeah, we're getting into it. Okay, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be back August 2nd with that. And then as these other movies release, we will find a place to put them for Spielberg. And then we're going to have another one. When we're done with Shyamalan, that mofo is still going to be making movies, right? You know, <laughs> And so it'll be the same thing as we just kind of tick those in where we can. Yep, absolutely. So do you want to talk about the name change real quick? Just, yeah, it's just going to be a simple one. If you're already subscribed, you're good to go. But the show is going to change to chronologically and then colon whoever we happen to be covering, whatever that season happens to be. You see a lot of other podcasts do this, and we're just uh, aping off of them. Um, where Because 
I don't want to have to keep changing it from, you know, Hitchcock chronology to Spielberg chronology. Chronologically is the name of the show. And, of course, when I introduce it, I will be saying Hitchcock chronologically for, for anyway, the rest of time. I, yeah. Right. That or Spielberg. Right. It'll be interesting to see how that goes uh, when we get into Shyamalan. But I'm excited for Shyamalan. Uh, new uh, podcast artwork will be uploaded probably sometime middle of July. I've got a, a new track I've made for the opening and ending of the show. So I'm I'm beyond excited uh, to, to start Shyamalan. I'm, I'm really excited too. The highs are so high and the lows are so low. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. But I yeah, I'm really excited. So uh, thank you if you listened. Um, shout out to Alistair who engages with us on Twitter all the time. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thanks, That's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, and to uh, anyone else who listens and I mean someone's downloading this thing I'm looking at the numbers but uh, we'll be back in August thanks y'all we'll see you then been a blast thanks First name, Mister. Last name, Glass. Is it possible that there are no coincidences? <laughs>